I'm Andrea. And I'm Claudia. And we're the Judgy Crime Girls. We're here with another episode. We can't wait for you to sit at the Mean Girl table with us today. Oh, please do. Yeah, we're here to bring you some hilarious truths about murder and heinous crimes. You keep coming back and we just keep loving it. Love it. We had a couple good emails. Very exciting. We just keep throwing those red flags out like confetti, <laughs> and you keep picking them up, shoving yes. them in your pockets. Glad you are. So, yeah. Claudia, I found yes. a website mm-hmm. called rateyourrisk.org, and it will tell you your odds of being murdered. <laughs> and it was so funny. Did you do yours? I did. What are the odds? Oh, shit. I'm going to have to... Find my phone. (laughs) So there were questions like, have you fired anybody in the last two years? Or things like that. And luckily I haven't. (laughs) But I'm just saying. I'd like to fire my children. Or probably at least one of them. And I'm not saying which one. (laughs) Adri, what did you do? Keep them guessing. No, it's not her. So what what are the odds of you getting murdered? I'm in a low percentile. Oh, lame. I thought you had, maybe you're going to get, I don't know, murdered. Once I get that huge ass judgy crime girls decal on the back of my car, it will increase my odds. (laughs) (laughs) It really will. Yeah, we need to get on that, actually. We need to order those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to be twinsies. Yes. You need to to get your car back that matches mine. I do. Oh, that would be fun. You know, but you have to keep a car seat in yours forever and ever. Even when Lucy is way out of that car seat, you need to keep it in there so we can keep our car straight. No. So I know I'm in the wrong car. It's. I'm going to say no deal. No deal. Every mom knows once you take that car seat and you move up to the next level, it's like none other. You're like, oh, God, there's an M&M under there <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh, I know. I remember those days, you know, and stuff is like, what in the hell was this? You know, like, yeah. Let's talk about how McDonald's French fries never age. No. They look identical. They could be from 1982. And did you know there are 16 ingredients in a McDonald's French fry? Yeah. Fortunately, I don't eat out like fast food a whole lot. I'll stick to tacos. You can't go wrong with those. It's just the meat and the cilantro and the salsa and the onions. That's how you're going to be And the tortilla. That's how you're going to be kidnapped one day. Eating tacos, probably. A white van resembling the ice cream truck. truck (laughs) will go through your neighborhood and it will play this song. Sing a song it will play. Uh, I can't think of one. It'll be like, come to us, (laughs) (laughs) cha-cha-cha. Claudia will come running with her cash. Oh, is that cumbia? (laughs) Yes, get in the back. Yeah, that's me. Just dangle a taco in front of me. I'll follow you anywhere. <laughs> Shit. No, but she really does make this amazing salsa. So it's a sauce. Cilantro. It's a, yeah, it's tomatillos. Just green salsa. Salsa verde. Really good. 
recipe in the comments. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I like... Well, you you weren't able to try my cilantro lime. Say that again. My You weren't able to try my cilantro lime salsa or dressing because it has mayonnaise in it. Oh. So you weren't able to try it. But that is the best. That is my favorite. I eat it on everything, including my salads, if I ever eat one. I think I'm the only vegan that doesn't love salad in the, on the planet. I could be. I don't know. Because everybody's like... Oh, so you eat salad? Yeah. What else do you eat? What What else is there to eat when you're vegan? That's, That's the, the first thing you think about. Oh, so you just eat salad. Weird. No. I See, don't. I do love salads. I love a good salad. But I, I like, you know, chicken on mine or whatever. Did so. you know that bacon bits are not, they're vegan. They're not even bacon. What are they? Shit. I don't know. They're not bacon. They're full of just chemicals and whatever Probably. else. And uh, bacon flavoring? <laughs> I'm not saying they're good for you. I'm not even saying they're bacon. Mm. I'm just saying they are what they are. Interesting. I don't, I'm not a big fan of bacon bits or bacon in my salad. I, I don't like that. So it's been a long time that I had bacon bits. A long time. So. Hey, wait though. Yes? Seriously. The yeah. Pizza Hut Buffet reopened. I saw that. On one of the Facebook groups somewhere. I don't remember. But I did see that. But is the pizza buffet open? The salad bar is. But is the pizza out? Because they were just talking about the salad bar. I don't know. Somebody message us. (laughs) Find out for us. (laughs) So, yeah. We just, you know, had Memorial Day. It was crummy. We we didn't really get to swim. It's yeah. okay. With this weekend, we'll make up for it. Yeah, it's gonna be hot. Now Saturday last week, Saturday was beautiful. It was such a beautiful day, or maybe it was Sunday. I don't, I don't know. So, but it was kind of crummy. It wasn't the usual kick off the summer. Yeah, we're in Indiana, guys. It's where we live. We have like all four seasons in one day literally yeah well are you ready for today i'm here for story time are you ready to hear about infidelity insurance fraud alligators and murder i'm in it for the wildlife claudia showed me this video of a woman who pushed a bear off of a wall to save her dogs this morning was all over the news i'm sure everyone has seen it i mean if you have not go youtube it it's crazy so she was only 17 so yeah so yeah bears alligators i'm in it i'm ready all right well this is a tale as old as time you know man meets woman man and woman fall in love and get married man is then believed to have been eaten by alligators Years later, woman is accused of arranging man's murder because she was having an affair with his best friend. I mean, that was pretty much it. That's the story. That's it. (laughs) I think I just gave it all away. No. (laughs) So thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Stop. Stop it. Well, this story is about... 
Jerry Michael Williams, and he was called Mike by his friends and family. Mike uh, was born um, in Bradfordville, just north of Tallahassee, Florida. So he's kind of in the northern part. And life wasn't very easy for Mike and his brother Nick. Not that they had a bad childhood per se. Um, they had a good home. Uh, but money was tight. His dad was a Greyhound bus driver and his mom was a daycare provider and the boys were raised in a double wide trailer. And instead of building or buying a house, the family saved the money so both boys who had to help uh, by working nights at a supermarket um, so they could attend North Florida Christian High School. So it was a private school and it was more important to the parents for them to maybe go to a good school than having a nice house you know so and uh mike mike was a really he was really a good student um he was a poster child but you know every mom no not every mom not me i won't say that about my child yes you no. would well yeah i would but um he uh, was serving as student council president he he played football and he was active in the key club. Now, I ha you see, that's that's the face I made when I read this. I'm like, key club? Don't worry, I googled it. Because uh, I'm like, this sounds kind of lame. But uh, it's a student-led organization and key club's goal is to encourage leadership through serving others. Key club offers a range of services to its members leadership development, study abroad op opportunities, vocational guidance, college scholarships, and liability insurance. No, no. Yeah. So this is a high school program? Yeah. Okay. So it's called Key Club. Key Club. Like the key, like a key. Nice. <laughs> well, during his freshman year, he was probably about 15 years old, he found a new hobby, duck hunting. Um, and that's when he met um, a fellow student. Her name was Denise Merrill. Uh, they started dating immediately all through high school and even through college. And their relationship was kind of cliche, like you always see in the movies, you know, football star meets cheerleader and, you know, high school sweethearts. But after graduating high school, Mike went on to Florida State University where he majored in political science and urban planner. He then got a job as a property appraiser. And in 1994, him and Denise got married. So they started, they just kept, they stayed together. They kept dating. Since freshman year? <laughs> Since freshman wow. year of high school. And everyone who knew Mike said he was the hardest working person. He would work all day, go home to have dinner with his family, and continue working after dinner. And oftentimes, he'd still be working after Denise went to bed. Mike was making really good money by working that hard, somewhere around $200,000 a year. I'd be like, yeah, honey, see ya. Peace good out. Good <laughs> Um... And things were going great for them. Their daughter, they had a daughter. She was born in 1999, and everyone said he was a great father. 
A year later, Mike's dad passed away, sadly. But after that, Mike and Denise decided to take out a lousy $1 million life insurance policy. I mean, that's just pocket change. That's nothing. Right? Nothing. Um, are you hearing that, mi amor? $1 million. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey, Kenny. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, they both agreed um, that Denise would get the money if anything were to happen to him. I mean, of course, who else? Right. They ended up getting the policy through a childhood friend of Denise and Mike's best friend, Brian Winchester. I so Mike and Brian would go hunting a lot and uh, according to Denise on the morning of December 16th 2000 Mike woke up early left the house um well before dawn uh it was so they it just said super early well before dawn and I'm thinking maybe four or five a.m he went duck hunting at Lake Seminole. Here's me duck hunting Mario (laughs) (laughs) on my couch. Yes. Oh, there. Oh, yeah. There you go. I haven't played that forever. Come on, you remember? I do remember. You're stuck with a eight foot cord. Yep. Okay. I'm old enough to remember that. Me too. So Lake Seminole is a large reservoir, approximately fifty miles northwest of Tallahassee. So about maybe an hour away from home uh, and it's right along the Florida Georgia state line uh, that day was Mike and Denise's sixth anniversary and they were going to celebrate later that night at the in the uh, a- Apalachicola Apalachicola area that's so hard why do they have one more time weird one names more. Apple- Appala- Appalachicola Apalachicola. <laughs> Say that real fast. Three times. No. That sounds like um, a drink. So, you know, they were going to, um, this was a Saturday and they were going to uh, celebrate their anniversary. When he was not home around noon, Denise and her father drove over to the lake to look for him. There they found Mike's car parked near a remote boat landing. But Mike was nowhere to be found. Authorities were called and a search and rescue team began their search shortly thereafter. During that search, Mike's boat was found abandoned around a cove not far from the boat landing. I got that one right. (laughs) (laughs) But don't ask me about abandonment. Oh my God. So, but Mike was nowhere to be found. After this, uh, after they found the boat it was believed that Mike had fallen off his boat and drowned and that he may have been eaten by alligators I mean of course what else yeah because that's the first thing I would think of right not at all yeah that foul play was I I don't know so that's what they said and since there was no body the case was classified as a missing person investigation if Mike had drowned after accidentally falling out of his boat, his body would be the only one from 80 known deaths in the lake never to have been found. 
the only one out of 80 of them. Somehow investigators weren't very worried about it, though, because they're like, oh, he'll probably kind of pop up within three to seven days, maybe a little bit later, because it was super cold in Florida at that time. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a cold front. So they were like, mm, you know, three to seven days, maybe a little bit later, but he'll pop up. Oh, my gosh. Well, he'll pop up. Mike didn't pop up. But 10 days later, like a hunting hat was found, uh, but it could not be connected to Mike. And a few months later, a pair of waders washed up. And, you, you know, fishermen, they wear those rubber, they look like bibs, but the rain boots or whatever are kind of connected. Yeah. I and mean, it's like all one piece and they're super heavy. Yeah. That washed up. That's usually what he would wear i guess okay. but it also it couldn't really be connected to him just you know around that time denise just accepted that her husband had died she arranged for a memorial service for mike to be held the day after the search ended what quick question the waiters were they mm -hmm. in pristine condition We'll get to that. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, they were. I apologize. No, no. I it's okay. everything. You can delete that. Edit. No, mm -mm. Edit. Yeah. Uh, but nobody nobody really cared at the time. They were like, yes, we don't, you know. Uh, so she arranged for a memorial service. And six months later, Denise asked the courts to declare Mike dead. The judge granted her request declared Mike dead and Denise collected her deceased husband's insurance policy for which she received 1.75 million dollars almost two million dollars oh my god yeah my husband might be dead too <laughs> just kidding that's insanity it is crazy what did she go do with all that money mm -hmm. we'll get to that <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but here's Mike's mom, Cheryl. Cheryl did not believe her son was in the lake. She believed foul play and she fought for the investigation to be reopened and looked at again. I mean, she was badass, Andrea. She took matters into her own hands and found different leads, tracked them down, and even cross-checked their stories. I mean, she was awesome. She literally conducted her own investigation into her son's disappearance. I love that. And Cheryl's persistence paid off. <gasps> In 2004, police reclassified Mike's disappearance as a suspicious death. And the case was looked at by a team of cold case investigators. The reason was mainly because of Cheryl's detective work and some things that have been uncovered after Mike's disappearance. Police learned of Denise's insurance payout of $1.75 million, but more concerning was that the fact that Denise married Mike's best friend, Brian Winchester. So in retrospect, in retrospect, many officers agreed with Cheryl, the mom, that the circumstances surrounding Mike's apparent drowning four years earlier were unusual and were strongly at odds with the conclusion. Okay, so here's one. The boat, uh, the boat launch where his Bronco, his truck, whatever was found. Uh -huh. Okay, it was found on a patch of mud, which means he would have had to drag his boat through the mud to get into the lake. 
but they have finished concrete boat launches that go straight, you know, into the water. So that didn't make sense. Because he was by himself at the time. Yes. So that's kind of impossible. Right. Okay. The storm the night after he was reported missing had winds coming from the west that should have blown the abandoned boat across the lake over to the Georgia side. Nobody kind of really thought about that. And when the boat was, this one really, I mean, if I would have found the boat and this one, I mean, the engine was off and the gas tank was full. So if the engine had been running when Mike allegedly fell out of the boat, it should have stayed on and with the boat running in circles until the tank was empty. I mean, that was just super fishy, but the boat was turned off and the tank was full. That alligator jumped up and grabbed his head while he was driving it. Went back and turned it off. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Parked his truck and then swam back into into the lake. Yeah. And, um, they also said, the friends and family said the fact that Mike went duck hunting alone was very unusual. He never hunted alone. Even, you know, because of safety issues and he was very safety conscious. Then alligator, I mean, investigators, alligators, alligators, um, investigators learned that, in fact, alligators do not generally feed during the winter months due to the colder temperature. So I Googled a little bit and um, the daytime temperature at that time was around 55 degrees and the lows were below freezing and some nights got as cold as 19 degrees. Uh, They even had, you know, uh, one of those 55 gallon drums and had a fire going for those, uh, for the searchers to stay warm. The water was down to 46 degrees And finally, authorities hired a local herpetologist, and he said that in those those conditions, it's highly unlikely an alligator would have been active. All they want to do is maintain their body temperature, and they don't move, and it would have just been too cold for them. So that theory is out that he was, you know, that he drowned or eaten by an alligator. Go ahead. So funny to me that a detective stood there, and he's like, you know what? We need to call the zoo. (laughs) Right. We, we need, need an expert. No, but smart to be like, we need to know a little bit more about an alligator's habits or yeah. what they would do. But how about four or five years earlier when it first happened? That would have been nice. Well, you didn't work there then, did you? True. So I did read that alligators don't eat you whole or right away. I guess they kind of drag you under and roll you up or whatever they do. But um, they take pieces, like they take an arm or a leg. So eventually something would have floated up, you know, to be found. Anyway, it was too cold and they don't eat. And the waiters discovered six months after Mike's disappearance, you know, raised suspicions by their condition. Undamaged, no teeth marks, lacking any residues algae or whatever might grow on it that you would expect to accumulate on an object submerged in a lake for six months. So pristine condition. I called it. You sure did. 
Shit. But apart from the condition of the waiters was the question of why Mike would have been wearing them when he supposedly fell out of the boat. According to a friend who hunted with him frequently, including just the week before his disappearance, Mike took safety, like I just said, very seriously. Keep it. He kept his guns at work, um, away from his daughter, and just among other precautions, he on the water, he would never put his waders on until he had reached a point where he planned to get out and start hunting. So it didn't make sense to the friends or family that he drowned with them. Yeah, because they're super heavy. They so are why would very you heavy. wear them in the boat? Just Exactly. Okay. It's right. just very hard to get around in them. So, however, the new investigation was made extremely difficult by the deficiencies of the original search when they didn't even consider criminal activity. I mean, not at all. The police did not protect the crime scene. By the time investigators began to realize that they should have asked more questions, the opportunity was gone. Mike's Bronco and the boat have been returned to the family. The footsteps of the many volunteers and searchers all over the lakeshore made it impossible to collect any evidence from that area. And the items later recovered from the lake had not been retained. So, no. so without any of that evidence or Mike's body, it was impossible for police to make a case. Oh my gosh. Uh, crazy. The Jackson County Sheriff's Office agreed that they were trying to make up for it in quotation marks and, and i'm like yeah how <laughs> you gave everything away there's no evidence there's nothing but the sheriff's office kept the case open and they had some persons of interest although they never been identified i mean they were never named so nobody really knew so they closed the case again oh no and even though they were convinced that the alligator theory was wrong. All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, that didn't happen. Uh, but without any leads or evidence, there was nothing more they could do. And by 2006, the cold case investigators were no longer returning Cheryl's phone calls. I felt so bad for the mom. I saw pictures of her. She was walking the streets. She had signs oh. made in her hand so people would not forget about Mike. She continued to do what she could to publicize the case by taking out ads in the newspaper. Go, Mom. Go, Cheryl. And in 2012, she wrote one letter every day, one letter a day to the governor asking for someone else to reopen the case. She wrote about 200 letters and never got a response. And then she kind of inquired as to why she found out those letters have been forwarded to the police department unopened <gasps> you have got to be kidding me yeah no i that made me so mad and at the police apartment the part apartment <laughs> department uh there was they just ended up in the case file I mean, she was outraged. She was so mad. And in 2012, Denise and Brian Winchester separated, reportedly hmm, due to his sex addiction. Oh. And in 2015, she filed for a divorce. 
Brian was like, hell no, I'm not giving you a divorce. But he was ordered by the court to comply. In August 2016, Denise was on her way to work at Florida State University. She noticed that Brian had snuck into the back seat of her car. <gasps> so he comes crawling over, started yelling at her, and ordered her to drive around. She was like, nope. <laughs> so she just kind of stayed put yeah, until he showed her a gun. But oh. instead of going where he wanted her to go, she pulled into a CVS parking lot. Oh. <laughs> and just stayed right there. You and, know, yeah. when you walk into CVS or Walgreens and they're always like, hi, welcome to Walgreens. And there's this awkward like, you know, I'm sick. You know I'm here because right. I have nowhere else I, to go. I never would go to CVS or Walgreens for anything else. Now, back in the day, I would go to pick up my pictures, you know? Yes. Um, but unless I'm sick, you won't find me there. Right. What, what manage, manager said, you must <laughs> say a scripted hello to everyone to every person. Through. Even the person that is fleeing the yeah. gunman. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, she just pulled in and parked. And I guess they talked. And he eventually told her he had no intentions of killing her. However, he threatened to kill himself if she went through with a divorce. Wow. So she calmed him down and drove him back to where his own car was parked, dropped him off, and she promised him that she would not tell the police. But guess what she did straight away? Got an alligator. She told the police. Oh, good. <laughs> so Brian was arrested and questioned about the kidnapping report Denise filed, and she was, and he was asked details about Mike's disappearance. He totally cracked. He confessed. He knew exactly what happened to Mike. And that those two, him and Mike, were together that day. He went missing. That they were on the lake together. So he confessed after he had his little mental breakdown. Yes. But prosecutors offered Brian a plea deal. They believed Den Denise was involved but didn't have enough evidence to prove it. Brian took the plea deal in exchange for immunity in Mike's murder and that he would testify at Denise's trial. So Denise was then arrested in May of 2018 and charged with first-degree murder, conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, and accessory after the fact. And then in August, she was also charged with insurance fraud for the $1.75 million she collected after his death, Mike's death. Brian testified that their affair started in 1997. Brian was also married at the time, and the two couples would go on vacations together. And they were really good friends. They would go out to dinner, you know, just really good friends. Um, but Brian and his wife, Kathy, eventually divorced. And, you know, Brian and Denise fell in love and wanted to be together. But Denise had morals. She didn't want to get a divorce you know, because of religious beliefs, mm -hmm. and she didn't want to share custody. I'm like, that's rich, Denise. So Brian claims that they both plotted Mike's death and wanted to make it look like a boating accident. So Brian says that the day of their duck hunting trip, no, but nobody knew that Brian was going okay. to, okay? But she knew. Yes. Okay. 
uh, they had planned it a week prior, but she backed out. She got cold feet. Uh, but here, I'll tell you why they uh, ended up going through with it. So Brian says the day of their hunting trip, he pushed his bed f best friend overboard thinking he would drown because the waders and the jacket, you know, were just very heavy. Uh, but Mike didn't drown. No, he managed to hold on to a tree stump and was able to get the heavy waders and the jacket off. So Brian panicked and shot him in the face. He buried Mike's body near a different lake and cleaned out his truck and went to a family Christmas party <gasps> where he learned that a search for Mike was underway. Brian and Denise took it very slow after Mike's accident. Uh, they each dated other people so nobody would get suspicious and also to let the insurance money earn more interest because originally they took it out for a million dollars right after four days of testimony and i watched almost four hours of brian's testimony on youtube oh my and gosh. also his ex-wife's kathy testimony was very interesting well the, okay so yeah four days of testimony and about four hours of deliberation the jury found denise guilty of conspiracy to commit murder first degree murder and being an accessory after the fact. Denise received a life sentence for the murder as well as an additional 30 years for the conspiracy charge. No possibility of parole and Brian Winchester received full immunity for testifying against her and he will be released after serving his 20-year sentence for kidnapping Denise. Yeah. Plea agreements blow my fucking mind. Me too. Me too. He is the one that killed him. Yes. But he he will be out. So is it 20 years or is it 20 years good time? Um, like was the original sentencing 40 years? No, it was 20 years. Oh my. Minus the 504 days he already okay. served. Yeah, that's almost, well, a little over a year. Um, in January 2020, Denise appealed her conviction and life sentence. Her attorney argued before the Florida Court of Appeals that there was no evidence she was involved in the commission of the murder. And in November 2020, the murder conviction was overturned. But the conspiracy to commit murder conviction was upheld, including the 30-year sentence that a came with it so mike's mom oh i felt so bad for her she was yeah. literally sick i mean it's like nobody is responsible for mike's death right. you know because brian received full immunity who actually admitted he shot him and buried him so he got immunity and he's only serving 20 years that's not right get out and denise murder charge was also dropped sometimes i wonder about our justice system me too. So, That's awful. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was terrible. I felt so bad. She, Cheryl, Mike's mom, invested so much time. And she's so adorable. And she's still around. She's still around. And when is he eligible to get out? Well, in 20 years. I think he was convicted in 2018. Yeah. So we have some time. Mm-hmm. And remember... Uh, because I watched so much of his testimony, he was talking about how they would, you know, sneak around, meet each other, you know, secretly. 
and they both agreed not to have sex with their spouses anymore because that'd be cheating. Wow. Like, what the hell? But uh, remember I told you Denise and Mike were going to celebrate their sixth day anniversary. They were kind of rushing. It had to be that weekend because Mike had been... Brian was his best friend and Mike had been complaining, you know, like Denise doesn't want me to touch her anymore. She doesn't want to have sex. What should I do? Uh, Mike had to die before the anniversary weekend because he may have wanted, you know, sex. And there was no way Denise could have refused or, you know, whatever. That's so crazy. She was just afraid he might get a little frisky on their little anniversary getaway. Right. So much sex. So many murders about sex or yeah. revolving around it. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Very great story. Yeah, it was fairly recent. I mean, the initial uh, initial uh, crime wasn't very recent. It was in 2000, but all the convictions and everything was the last one. You know, it was just in November of last year. So I thought it was interesting. May I choose your token to be the alligator? Yes, that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, <laughs> finally, I can come up with my own token. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm sorry. No, no, it's perfect. It's oh. perfect. Because actually, really, I didn't even no. I take it back. I wasn't thinking about the alligator. I was thinking about a duck. But the alligator is more dangerous yeah you said alligator in the beginning and i'm like Mm -hmm. all ears yeah guys love it thank you so much for listening hit us up on facebook yeah you savages we see you out there thanks for listening thank you so much for listening shoot us an email if you have any suggestions judgeatcrimegirls at gmail.com our what's our twitter handle crime Crime judgy judgy. yes yeah (laughs) And then we're on Instagram, too. Judgy Crime Girls, all the way. Five stars, Apple Podcasts. Please. Or, you know, shitty reviews, either way. We're no, just the... No shitty reviews. <laughs> I'm sensitive. Aw. Don't break her heart. Nothing you but know, five stars. Okay, so fuckers. here's me remembering your episode, and I'm just picturing this. You're like, so the alligator will chew you up in pieces, not... <laughs> Not all whole, Andrea. It's like one leg here. Yeah. Your left pinky there. Your right foot here. They don't swallow you whole. They just tear you apart. Look, it tries to come after my cat, and it's a done deal. Yeah. I will punch, You turn into the teenager that pushed a bear off a fence wall. Bet. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll hear... You will hear from us next week. Whether you like it or not. Bam. Bam.